Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network, the author of Appointed, and a premier contributor for The Blaze. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hello, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you doing out there today? Happy Sunday to you. I am so thankful that you are joining us today. We have something you, I believe. Listen, when when we do these shows, I, I really believe that God guides us to our uh, content because I believe that God has seen your need today and I'm just praying that God uses us to meet your your need today with some truth. It's about the truth. I cannot believe at times how many Christians operate without the truth of God's word. I don't understand the thought process of how we as Christians think that we are going to be able to sustain a godly life without constantly being in his word as a guide for encouragement. So we're going to go back to that today. I don't mean to hit the ground running, but you know what? Sometimes you just do that. I want to talk to you very specifically about you being empowered by God. Now, this whole uh, uh, this whole thing of being empowered, um, you know, our, our culture talks about this so much. Empower, empower, empower. But we tend to be empowered empowered by things that don't empower us, okay? Yourself is not going to empower you. I'm sorry. I'm sure that you're really, really good at things. Um, and, and, and maybe you can find some sort of little human power through your gifts and through your abilities, but yourself can't do that, okay? Good support, while it's a great thing, is not going to empower you, okay? There's a lot of talk about self-power, empower. I want to talk today. All those things are good. Um, you know, we, we want to be confident in the gifts that God has given us, but we don't want to rely on them too much. We rely on our self-power too much and not the empowering of God Almighty. So I just want to set the record straight today. If you are a believer, stop relying on yourself because your power will stop and start relying on the power of the Lord because that power of the Lord, the Holy Spirit power, the God Almighty power, the resurrection power will do things for you that on your best day you will fall short of. I I had a conversation with a, a young girl She's actually a millennial. Love my millennials. We've got a big following of millennials. Um, and she was asking me about confidence. She was like, you know, Autumn, I just can't be, I just, I can't be as confident as you. I can't, um, I can't really find my confidence. And I look at you and you have this confidence. You have this self, um, almost self-authority. And I just started laughing in the middle of our conversation. My confidence, I stopped her and said, listen, I need to just check everything that you are saying. My confidence, if it was up to me and in myself, would have died years ago. 
years, years, years ago. Because when you're faced with the trial, you're you're confident. You get humbled, and your self confidence, uh, you know, kind of turns to nothing. I am empowered by the Spirit of God, so my confidence doesn't come from Autumn Miles. My confidence comes from the facts that God is for me, that He has a plan for my life, that He wants to do something in me, that I am created equally and uniquely. It does not come from self. And when I said that, she kind of sat back and she said, huh, I could do that too. And I just thought, yes, you can do that too. And you should do that. So empower, that's really where we're going to go today. I just want to invite you before I get into the text of God's word. uh, I want you to invite you to follow us, follow us on social media. The ministry that I started several years ago is going strong. We're having these society groups and they're meeting all across the country. They are incredible. They're four women. We have one that meet in da- uh, meets in Dallas. Um, and, and I invite you to check out our, our website, theblushnetwork.com, to get involved in one of these groups. They're small groups of women that really want to go deeper. They're not satisfied with the, with the sort of topical Christianity that we have um, made Christianity these days. They want to go deeper. They want people in their lives that actually challenge them. Um, you know, we're dealing with some major, major issues in these society groups right now. We've got we've got adoption cases. We've got marriages um, that need the support of, of, of the Lord and of godly people. We've got children that are wayward. We've got all sorts of things happening. In, we've got health problems. All sorts of things happening in these society groups. And these women can come to their groups and and say, listen, life just got super real and I'm not going to be fake anymore. I need you to pray me through this. I need that resurrection power of Christ. And we're seeing some miracles happening in these groups. Um, it's it's amazing uh, what God is doing. So check us out on theblushnetwork.com. Also follow the Blush Network. You know, it's a lot of encouraging stuff uh, for your for your day on all social media platforms. Also Autumn Miles, I'm Alive and Well. We got Hoppin'. Well, some of my social media is hopping. I don't understand Snapchat. I'm sorry, all you youngsters out there. I don't. I mean, the filters are fun. I play with those with my kids, but beyond that, I I don't got a clue. Facebook is 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 uh, very my most active one. I also do a lot of personal stuff on Instagram. Follow Autumn Miles. Okay, we're done with that. Empower. Empower. What is God asking you today that you are looking at God and laughing and <laughs> saying? You're crazy. I never had one of those moments. I have these moments like every single day. Yeah, God, you're crazy. That's really never going to happen. I want you to go to Judges 6. Now, I studied this um, this text several years ago and actually preached it all around the country um, for a while. But I felt so strongly today about this show. I want to sort of resurrect this text. Um, studied it very, very hardcore. Then the sons of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord gave them into the hands of Midian for seven years. The power of Midian prevailed against Israel. It's pretty hard when God allows your enemies to triumph over you. There may be seasons in your life when your enemies are allowed what what, what looks like they are triumphing over you. And that's a really hard thing to take for God's chosen people. Uh, but it happened to Jesus when he was crucified. But here's the thing about God. It does not last. 
it does not last. Jesus resurrected, and we're going to find out what happened to uh, the Israelites here. The power of Midian prevailed against Israel because Midian, uh, because of Midian, the sons of Israel made for themselves dens, which were in the mountains and caves and the strongholds. For it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites would come up with the Amalekites and the sons of the east and go against them. Hang with me. This is God's words. Way cooler than anything I'm going to say. So they would camp against them and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza and leave no sustenance in Israel as well as no sheep, ox or donkey. For they would come up with their livestock in their tents. They would come in like locusts for number, but they and their camels were innumerable and they came into the land to devastate it. Now, I just want to, I want to camp on this because you hear a lot about the 300 men thing with Gideon and, and that is an incredible miracle how God brought victory with 300 of his chosen men. But I want to camp on just why God needed to bring victory um, to Israel. Israel was, uh, had, 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 this was a dark time in Israel. Israel was um, worshiping idols and not God Almighty. So... Sometimes when we get a little bit off course, this is one of the reasons why God allows what seems to be an enemy to triumph a little bit, to kind of check us. Do you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's a good thing to be checked. We don't want to be checked in our culture. We don't want anyone to tell us we're doing wrong in our culture. But guess what? If you're bowing down to the idol of your children, if you're bowing down to the idol of your husband, if you're bowing down to the idol of whatever it is, your addiction, your uh, uh, self-esteem via social media, if you're bowing down to that idol more and you have put that in a place over God Almighty expect to see maybe potentially some things that you would classify as an enemy triumphing over you for a little bit God wants to check that because he is more interested he is more interested in your heart than your comfort. And we don't get that th these days. These days, the Christian culture is more interested um, in their comfort than their heart. Well, God isn't. And thank God he isn't. So that's a little tangent there. That wasn't even in my notes. I hope that's for someone out there. Um, uh, so this is what he did. They were bowing down to these idols. And God said, no, they're my chosen people. He loves his people. And so uh, this coalition he allowed to rise up against the nation of Israel. And, and the coalition, um, you know, was the Midianites, the Amalekites, a few other people in, in the mix there. And this is what they would do. Now, I think this is so incredibly interesting. The Midianites and the Amalekites knew they knew that they could not overcome Israel because of their reputation, because God walked with them. They knew that if they went up and battle against Israel, they would lose because everybody else did, most of them, unless they were in their evil days. They knew that they couldn't overtake them, so they annoyed them. Just pause for a second. Isn't that what Satan does to us? 
He knows if you are a believer, if you are God's chosen people, he can't overcome you unless you let him. He can't overtake you unless you give him that power. Um, he, he knows um, the reputation of the God that, that lives and that works inside of you that you have allowed into your life. He can't overcome you, but he can annoy you and he can cause you to fear and he can come up against you and he will. And that's exactly what happened in this case. I want to just pause here for two seconds. Those of you that feel like you are being overwhelmed by the power of evil, it is intimidation. It is not fact. It can't overcome you unless you let it. So right now, as you're listening to the sound of my voice, I want you to assume the position in Ephesians 6 of having done all stand, just stand, stand, knowing that the God inside of you is greater than what is coming against you. Stand, knowing that God will overtake those things that come against you if you believe that he will and that he is ready to offer you Victory. Victory is already yours. And Satan knows that. So he intimidates you, but he can't overtake you. Okay, moving on. So they would come up against Israel. And this is what would happen. This is super annoying. When Israel had sown food, I mean, I grew up, grew up in Indiana, so I'm, I'm huge on corn. Um, I like corn. Popcorn. <laughs> is that even corn? I don't even know. People in the studio, they're not even listening to what I'm saying. Uh, for it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites would come up against, uh, come up with the Amalekites and the sons of Israel from the east, and they would camp against them and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza and leave no sustenance in Israel as well as no sheep, ox, or donkey. So this is what's happened. They would get their little donkeys and plow um, and, and they would they would actually plant food for them to eat when it came harvest time. And the Midianites and the Amalekites would know that they are doing that. You can't live without food. So actually, this is pretty smart on um, on on this coalition uh, to, to sort of intimidate them in this way. You can't live without food. You have to have food. In those days, there was no Taco Bells that you could drive through. You had to plant your own food, people. Um, by the way, this is another spiritual principle we see. Things don't come easy biblically to us. You have to go through the process. You have to plant. You have to water. You have to fertilize so you can harvest, okay? We don't have Taco Bell Christianity um, that works, You've got to go through the process of planting, uh, uh, fertilizing, watering. Anyway, here we go. So this coalition would come up against Israel when they had planted corn or beans or whatever it is that they ate. And they would take the land and at night and they would go through the entire land and they would devastate the work that they had just done. So Israel would wake up and they would see that all of the work that they had done before was ruined. And it says very clearly, they came into the land to devastate it. So this is what the Israelites did. They went in and they they hid from, rather than facing the Midianites and the Amalekites, they hid. 
The intimidation process worked. Oh, well, they're stealing our food. So we don't want to stand up to them. We want to run from them. You know, sometimes you have to confront evil to overcome evil. You can't allow evil to come intimidating you, barking at you, screaming at you, um, and, and go run and hide and expect God to, to give the victory. He, can, he will do it. He can do it. But a lot of times he says, listen, the power that is in you is overwhelming. The power that is in you created the, the very existence of the galaxies and the earth and every living thing. The power that is in you is stronger than anything that you will ever come against. And this is what the Israelites had forgot. They hid. The intimidation worked. They were hiding rather than realizing that the same God that parted the Red Sea is the same God that could fix this agricultural issue. The same God that, that rained down manna from heaven on, on a regular basis every single day is the same God that can devastate the coalition against them. But they did not stand. And I wonder today, just in your situation and the things that are coming against you, that are coming against your family, can you identify with the uh, Israelites? Can you identify that you are sort of curled up in a corner? Maybe you can't get out of bed. Maybe you're depressed. Maybe you're going to a psychologist or psychiatrist. Maybe you um, find yourself never being able to have any sort of joy because what is coming against you is working. The intimidation process is being successful in your life. Stop allowing sweet, sweet, weary follower of Christ. Stop allowing something that cannot be victorious over you because the power of God lives in you to intimidate you to think that your life, in your life, you will never be victorious. Stop allowing the intimidation process to have victory over you when you have victory over it. That's a word for someone today in the name of Jesus. So here we go. They are super overwhelmed. You can just imagine the conversation. We don't have any corn because the coalition stole it. We don't have any wheat because I planted it yesterday and it's not here anymore. You can almost hear it. So Israel, verse 6, Judges 6, 6. So Israel was brought very low because of Midian. And the sons of Israel cried out to the Lord. This is where God allowing your enemies to triumph for just a second will get you back on track. Sometimes it works. And in this situation, it definitely worked. So Israel was brought very low because of Midian and the sons of Israel cried out to the Lord. They had to get a grip. They were very, very low. They were depressed. They were hiding in caves. So who did they turn to? Oh, yeah. There's that God guy. There's that guy that, that loves us, that has brought us from bondage into 
uh, into the promised land, there's there's that guy that we can call out to, the God Almighty. Okay, so that's exactly what they did. And now it came to pass when the sons of Israel cried out to the Lord on the account of their enemies, that the Lord sent a prophet to Israel. And he says this, thus says the Lord God of Israel. It is I who brought you out from Egypt, who brought you out of the house of slavery. I delivered you into the hands of the Egyptians and from the hands of all your oppressors and dispossessed them before you in, in order to give you their land. And I said to you, I am the Lord, your God. You shall not fear the gods of the Amorite in whose land you live, but you have not obeyed me. So he clearly gives you um, a reason why he allowed the enemies to triumph over them for a little bit. But then he visited a guy. Then the angel of the Lord came and sat under the oak tree that was in Oprah, which belonged to Joash the Abizarite and his son Gideon was beating out the wheat. Now I've taught this for years the same way. I'm going to teach it again today. Um, Gideon was in the wine press. Um, and honestly, I see a little inner gangster in Gideon, which I kind of like. I think um, I, I've been using this term Jesus grit a lot lately. We don't really have Jesus grit. Um, we look at what's going on politically and, you know, some of us are freaking out um, and some of us are happy. But those of us that are freaking out, um, are putting way too much trust in our political system. Our, our, our grit, our faith, our trust needs to come and be placed in God Almighty. Okay, so um, little tangent there for a minute. But here we see Gideon, and he was in the wine press. And I can almost, as I read this text and have studied this passage, I believe that Gideon was mad. He was ticked off at the fact that all of these coalitions were being successful over God's chosen people. And you'll see it in the text as I read it here in just a second. So he's in this wine press. And I believe that he had figured a way to actually beat this coalition at their own game. I think God saw the intellect uh, the the administration factor i believe that god looked at gideon and he saw the inner gangster and he saw the warrior that he wanted to use so he looks at gideon he's beating out the wheat god knows only knows what he's saying in order to save it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, the Lord is with you, valiant warrior. The Lord literally addressed him as a valiant warrior. And this was Gideon's response to God Almighty. This is how I know he had a little inner gangster. Oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles which our fathers had told us about saying, did not our God, our Lord, bring us from Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of, Lid of, of Midian. So he offers a very sound rebuttal to the Lord saying, hey, valiant warrior. He says, wait a minute, wait a minute. If God is actually with us, if God is actually with me, what's going on here? And the Lord says to him, he looked at him. He said, go in this, your own strength and deliver Israel from the hand of Midian. Have I not, rhetorical question here, sent you? And he said to him, oh Lord, 
How shall I deliver Israel? Behold, my family is the least in Manasseh, and I am the youngest in my father's house. But the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat Midian, even as by one man. I'm going to camp on this for the time remaining. He he walked up to Gideon. He saw the inward qualities. He saw how he had made Gideon. He saw that he was beating the Midianites while he was beating the 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 um, wheat in that wine press. God saw him beating the coalition against Israel at their own game. And he said, that is my guy. When he had a, a rebuttal back to the Lord, it wasn't disrespectful. It was incredible. Lord, what is happening here? He saw that there was a man that hadn't given up, that he could he could literally empower this man to do his work for the nation of Israel. And he tells him very clear, go in this your own strength, for I am with you. You will be able to defeat the Midianites, even as by one man. And we started the show with empower. God saw Gideon as someone that he could empower, that he could, he wasn't, he wasn't crying. He wasn't, um, he wasn't in a den. He wasn't in a hole. He was trying to beat them at their own game. And God saw someone that he could empower. He met with him. He said, you, I am going with you. You can do this. You can actually do this by one man only. And I want to put, take it back to you guys today. What is God asking you to do that looks overwhelming? Let me tell you that that God has seen the qualities he has placed in you. And he knows that you coupled with his power can do that exact thing that he is telling you to do. He is empowering you by his power to do exactly what he has placed you on this earth to do. Let him empower you today. Love you guys. See you next week. Autumn Miles Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM.